If Murray had supported the show, I'd be less sick of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> America's first. Blubbity blah. The blubbity blah. Sending out good vibes. Blubbity blah. Good vibes. Blubbity blah. Good vibes. Good vibes. Good vibes. Underneath breaths of deep gratitude and prayers for guidance and protection. And put on a didgeridoo and shamanic drumming track. Shivers or vibrations and stuff like that. You know, poor guys these days, they don't know that everything they're consuming is messing with their hormones, right? They're in, they're highly acidic. They're not sleeping well. Their hormones are awry. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Grammaric Show. We are going to be chatting with Rachel Varga a little bit later about some biohacking stuff and some skincare stuff and uh, all this toxic shit. That, you know, most of you guys that are listening probably know about already, but we're going to talk about some more. It's a good show. It's a fun show. And, uh, yeah, it's a good one. We will get into that a little later after our lazy ramblings. Of course, if you want to skip this lazy ramblings part, there's always a timestamp in the show notes. And uh, if you're using a podcast player that isn't a piece of shit, you could go to the notes and you'd probably just click that timestamp and boom, there you are at the interview. So uh, if you or want is to there that, sometimes a fast YouTube. forward button to go to the next thing? Too, you know, the, most of the time I, I put that in there, but what I found is most pod players don't seem to support that. Yeah. The other thing we should mention off the bat is we did this morning have the Tycho Space guys on, and we did uh, about a two-hour YouTube show with them where they were playing with the Tycho's model. The Tycho'sium. We live streamed it, so it was pretty cool. There was 50 or 60 people watching, I think, and uh, I think that was the first time we live streamed in almost a year. It won't be a habit, but, you know, this is, we're back to doing our video stuff on YouTube uh, for now, so that's where it'll be when we do it, but it's not like it's going to be all the time, but it was fun. We did a live stream. You can see our pretty faces, I guess, for a minute. And those those guys are great too. I mean, it really it, it was really well done. It's a it's amazing video representation of their model, you know, of of of, Pat, of uh, Simon's model and Patrick. I mean, they they complement each other quite a bit. I mean, you know, Simon came up with this amazing model, <laughs> yeah, but, then they, but then they're so like they're so like complementary to each other too. We're so lucky we found each other. You know? yeah, yeah. Let me finish. <laughs> It was a great show. It was fun. Um, it was weird to be back on live stream, but what do you? I do? know, I know. This is why we don't do video because it sucks. I know. I don't want to be. <laughs> it seems like I a just good want idea. To talk about interesting topics. I don't need to be on. Um, uh, you know, out there. Totally. So how? But you? I mean, like some people say, we should be because it helps, and maybe it does. I don't know. Maybe hard to say. Well, how's your weekend? You're saying it went by fast. Well, it always does. I mean, it just, yeah. when, you know, when you work all day, all night, it just flies by. Oh, you my God. <laughs> Listen to fucking this guy. He's living the, like what most people would equate to the dream of sorts. And he's uh, working night and day. He's slaving away for the show. Well, I get to read Manly P. Hall's book right now. And I finished another book this week. That's great, dude. It's It's awesome. Oh, that's right. Behavior proud. Very grateful. Very grateful. What's that? Me too. Um, the 
the uh, behavior crowds though. I want to, I've got something ready from that. I oh, want because I don't, we've never talked about it on the show. It's kind of like a quote or it's like, you know. Okay. Well, so, hmm, wait, I think I have a jingle. Let's just wait because, oh my God, I'm getting so many emails right now. It's retarded. You know why? Because the Scablands email went out. Yeah. So as soon as that went out, everybody on the mailing list is now emailing me to figure out how to pay and blah, blah, blah. I really need oh, to yeah. simplify that process somehow. Yeah. Once we switch over, so next year, this is exciting. We're going to switch the events over to Eventbrite. And, and I believe they offer a few different levels of financing, in-house financing and stuff like that. It has nothing to do with us. Um, but anyway, that's uh, some exciting news for the future. It'll be to that and less work for me, hopefully. But, oh, yeah, I forgot I was looking for that jingle. Yeah. I got it here for sure. Here so we what go, we're ready? talking, uh, well, actually, I'll wait for the jingle. Wait here. for the jingle. Adultbrain.ca, that's A-D-U-L-T-B-R-A-I-N.ca. Wow. Is that a new jingle from Felix? Well, we've had it for a while. I don't know if I've ever shown it to you, but I, I do post-produce it into the show sometimes. I figure oh, it's like cool. our okay. only commercial. Well, we did update Adult Brain as fully up to date with all our books, uh, including the latest release, uh, The Behavior of Crowds, Everett D. Martin. Now, this is this is written almost 100 years ago. Very interesting because it's talking about LeBon's book and and, um, crowd behavior. And when they say crowd, they mean like not a lot of people, but what we would say is like crowd uh, Group group, group think, you know. Um, and you actually, you quoted a, you sent me a quote the other day and I thought for a second, I thought that makes sense. But I thought you were talking about right now today, like the psychological problem of today. What? Um, I sent you a quote. Yeah. And it was actually from this. I don't know. You must've, you must've known. So it says, I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. Are you sure this isn't one of your weird dreams? Your weird Darren dude, sex you dreams? sent me a text with this quote because the book came out. And you oh, to, you, dude, that wasn't a quote. Like, I just copy pasted that from the description. I know. That's not a quote, is it? Yeah, it's a quote from the book. All right, go ahead. It's, 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 this is not the one I'm reading. This is just oh. what you sent me, which is very okay. appropriate. It says events are making it more and more clear, pressing as are certain economic questions. The forces oh, yeah, which, I did pick that out, especially. Yeah, I did. You're right. The forces which threaten society are really psychological. And I thought, yep, that's what's going on. And that's then I right. realized, wait a second. As soon as I started not, reading didn't it. make that up. That's, yeah, as soon as I started reading the description, I was like, whoa, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No, I didn't make that up. Holy fuck. No. So this is this is from our audiobook, and it's out there now, Behavior of Crowds. Um, if you were to get anywhere in this progressive age, you must be vulgar. You must add to your vulgarity unction. You must take sides upon dilemmas which are but half true. Change the tempo of your music to ragtime. Eat your spiritual food with a knife. Drape yourself in the flag of the dominant party. In other words, you must be 100% crowd man. So, I mean, he's talking about, like, he's talking about what's happening today. Cancel culture, the current thing, you know. Changing your putting your flags on your profiles as soon as something as soon as they tell you to. The effect of all this upon the individual is that he is permitted neither to know nor to belong to himself. He becomes a mere banner toter. 
He must hold himself ever in readiness to wiggle waggle in the perpetual Simon says thumbs up game, which his crowd is playing. He spends his days playing a part which others have written for him, loses much of his genuineness and courage, and pampers himself with imitation virtues and secondhand truths. Public opinion is manufactured just as bricks are made. I mean, like, and this is before the internet, before, I mean, obviously radio was around and, you know, you love possibly, that bricks one. Possibly a slightly better knowledge of mechanical engineering is required for making public opinion, but the process is the same. Both can be stamped out in the quantity required and delivered anywhere to order. Our thinking on most important subjects today is as little original as the mental processes of the men who write and the machines which print the pages we read and repeat as our own opinions. And then there's one more here. It just says, whenever we take up new ideas as a crowd, we at once turn it into a catchword and a fad. Fadism, instead of being merely a hunger for the new, is rather an expression of the crowd will to uniformity to be old fashioned and out of date is a true is as truly to be a nonconformist as to be a freak or an originator. I mean, can you imagine that this, this is what's happening. I'm a freak. Cause you're old fashioned. I'm not even that old fashioned. I know. I know. But I mean, you have a tinge of like, well, like, I you guess know, I'm kind like, of old-fashioned, but I like my internet and stuff, too. I mean, I'm addicted no, to my No, I know, phone. I know, but it's what I'm getting at is it's like the the traditional thing is, is becoming old, like, could be seen as old-fashioned in a way, right? Um, this anyways, is why. It says, it says uh, is to be a non, non-conformist as to be a freak or an originator. Fadism is nearly, is neither radicalism nor a symptom of progress. So, yeah, super, super interesting. And he made me think, like, he made me think, like, are we part of the crowd? Like, we're crowd. It's so hard not to go to the into the crowd. Think either way, right? And it's never when your crowd disseminates, the ruling crowd disseminates, and a new one comes in. There's like what he says is it never changes. It just stays. It stays. The the other crowd has to now become totalitarian or author. Yeah, it's just a collection of crowd holes. Of, and it and it just ha- it is just keeps it just keeps doing the same thing over and over. The crowd changes, crowd? things stay the same. Are we a crowd? I don't know. I feel like we're a minority crowd, but I feel like we. But with the internet, maybe we are a crowd now. Maybe we would never been a crowd except that now we can connect enough people to create our own crowd. Model. How many in a crowd? Can you and I be a crowd? I guess I don't know. Probably not. Maybe it's probably more like. Uh... I don't know. I, mean, I guess if we're brainwashing each other, we could be. I mean, but there'd be more of like a crew, maybe. It's probably like it's probably like set numbers. I bet crowd is like over is like up to nineteen or something like that. So-called scientific socialists are now inclined to ridicule such idealistic speculation, but one has only to scratch beneath the surface of present-day socialist propaganda to find under its materialist jargon the same old dream of the ages. <laughs> Was that more from the book? Yeah. You just have the book open over there? No, I keep notes for I keep oh. I this is part of my job. I keep notes for the show and stuff. I keep track of things, you know. This is what keeps you up all night. <laughs> <laughs> so you just worked all weekend, nothing fun? We had well, yeah, did this, we did a great show today and we had we were supposed to have another show t- uh today and yeah, it was stacked up. 
It was kind of nice that metal show didn't. Happen. Actually, I, I dungeon mastered in D D uh, D and D last night. That's like the only, the only thing I did outside of the norm. D and D. That's not D and D's outside of the norm now. Or well, I mean, you know, outside of the normal job, you know. Oh, so that's yeah. that's it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Such a trooper. I mean, I should give you a bonus. <laughs> well, of course, we have Madison's birthday. She's eleven now. It was hot. Oh. Happy birthday. I had to control that. I well, not to control, but I had to like walk the horse back and forth all afternoon. Oh, in the hot, like in the 30 degree weather, you mean? Yeah, it was pretty hot. It was gets hotter than you think. It didn't seem like it was too bad at first, but by the end of it, it was pretty hot. But it was pretty fun. It was a success. She wanted a smartphone. She didn't get one. She's not getting a smartphone until she's like at least 16. Really? Eh? What does she think about that? She's not thrilled about it, but, you know, I've drawn a, a pretty hard line in the sand. She actually just got her iPad taken away for reasons that we won't get into here. But uh, <laughs> she's at that age where it's like she wants it. I'm like, dude, I'm addicted to my phone. How can I unleash this on you when I can't figure it out? And I go through phases when I'm good and I won't touch it. It's hunting season coming out, so that's yeah. But it's hard when, you got, when it's your job. It's your computer for your job too. It's like four fucking jobs for me, the but that's not the do, excuse because so now it's up. More. Now it's on. For I yeah. got to check my email bunch. I'm getting a fucking billion texts, and then it's like, oh well, fucking Instagram. Oh, there's Facebook. I got kicked off Facebook for 24, 48 hours. So. That's that. And Twitter's now got me on my last warning. So that social media problem might take care of itself. <laughs> but I could see how people get hooked. Here's the thing. There's too many memes and they're too funny. What, what's the difference? They're too funny. What's... Dude, that meme I sent you last night, I have literally watched and fucking laughed out loud. I was in bed last night by myself laughing out loud and then i woke Which, up oh, this yeah, morning and I, I watched it again and i'm like what happens to me too which one are you talking about <laughs> the uh the, the oh i'll play it i'll just play, yeah, it. play it yeah play it yeah play it <laughs> i i see uh instagram could be a problem because it's just like meme lad it's just like yeah, it's meme, meme there's no know, bullshit yeah. in there it's just all memes memes and fucking cool shit so i gotta be careful with that one but I, it just serves the Oh, shit. Where is it now? I texted it to you, right? So that should be in here somewhere. I still don't know my way around here too good. But uh, some of this shit is so funny. And then I seen a chick that went like, she was balancing on two arrows. So she just had two oh, arrows. I said that to you. I said she that was one balancing too. on the two arrows and where she goes upside down and shoots the fucking bow and arrow with her feet. And to Joe Rogan's face? Oh, so I didn't see that part. Yeah, it's it's a it's a moving Joe Rogan target. Oh, I didn't notice that. Okay, here's 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 this, and this is from uh, Sigma Sigma Rule. How do I start it over? How do you start it over? Well, if you can't drag the here, thing, I'll just to try the, this here. Scroll up and down, and it should reset it. My fucking phone back. No, no. Don't go to my group chat, please. No, no. That's for the boys only. <laughs> Stop! Open this. You and your homies send pictures of your balls to each other. You're not supposed to know. That's fucking weird. It's not weird. It's the boys. So they know what your balls look like. Fuck yeah! My fucking. <laughs> oh fuck! It's so funny to me. It's I the just, boys. I can't it's the boys. Is that a thing that's happening? 
I don't know. But I mean, guys have to shower. Like, I mean, you got to understand that guys have always had these open. We've had always had to go in these open showers. Whoa, 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 right? whoa. Play, yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, play hockey fine. together when you do. It's not like we have our own little showers like the girls, right? Do the girls have so their own always, showers? Yeah. They don't shower in groups like we do, dude. Are you Unless sure in prison. That? I mean, in prison they might, but. What? What? I don't know. I don't know if I believe you. I think it's just the what same. What do you mean? I've always, I've always assumed it's the exact same setup as we had in the guys' changing. No, of course not. They have their own little shower stalls. Really? Yeah. Well, how come I didn't? I mean, I was a late bloomer. I was like, I remember. So I remember summer. Oh, God. I should have shut the fuck up. <laughs> in the summer before grade nine, because grade nine was like high school. And we had done shadow day. So I knew about the group shower at that point. And I didn't have hair on my shit yet. And I was like petrified. Uh, you know, it was a big summer fear every day. I'm like, fuck, there's something starting down there. But, you know, in the end of the day, I ended up getting a couple sprouts. And uh, no one really noticed anyway. But uh, what? What's how old were you then? I would have been 13 probably. Yeah, thirteen. See, that's what that's what I mean. Like it was right around the always, time I learned that my dick I could masturbate. You know, it was a we've always, crazy time. We've always got yeah. We've always got like we've always had to look at not that they have to look, but you know, like who's got the biggest dick and the smallest dick and all that. I mean, we didn't have porn to show together. us all that stuff. Like I just stumbled upon jerking off. <laughs> it was an accident. <laughs> anyway, what do you got for us? Well, oh geez, now you can't. Well, I've, I've, uh, I already went over that uh, whole thing. I went to Tycho's, uh, the Tycho's thing. Oh, I do have a synchronicity from a listener, actually. A listener synchro? Yeah. All it's right. kind of got to do with me, too, but. A gram synchro? All yeah. right, I'll use this one then. I'm a rambling gram with synchronicities all over the web. And Aaron is skeptical about everyone and don't believe it yet. Oh my God, I'm sweating right now. I shouldn't, we shouldn't laugh so hard. Um, that little room of yours must get fucking hot. Oh yeah, it, it gets. Why don't you use a little room down in the, the basement? Chance. Because the basement's full of crying fucking kids and babies. <laughs> Graham gets triggered. <laughs> That's the only time you get really upset when you talk about those kids in the basement. And actually, you get upset a lot when you read audiobooks, too. For a guy who's living the dream, you're pretty angry whenever you make a mistake. Dude, if you read the same sentence five times and made the mistake at the very last word, it gets a little frustrating. A little. It's just the last word. Fuck, you think you're through fuck, it, and then fuck. you know. No, I, I don't do a lot. Sometimes I do it, but sometimes it gets me. A lot of times it doesn't. Um, but this is so. This is why this is important to me because we were talking to Linda Schiller. We were recording with her. This episode hasn't come out yet. It's coming out in a couple weeks, I guess. Is that but it's the about, dream one? Yeah, PTS dreams. Oh PTS. Yeah, Darren. That analyzed. took a right turn. <laughs> what? Well, I wasn't expecting it to turn into an analyzed session about me. Yeah, but that, that's okay. That's, that's it's good. okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Guard. From my point of view. It would have been better if it was anyways, about you. We were talking about this trauma and dreams and stuff. And, and it, towards the end of the episode, I um, 
I asked her, I tried to ask her, I couldn't really articulate it properly, but I tried to ask her this question about, about um, why invoking the name of Jesus um, actually makes a difference for a lot of people that are, be- that are having spiritual attacks. And, and then why, if that's the case, does, does it have to be real? Does it have to be Jesus or could it be another thing that collectively we believe in, you know, and, and why does it lose its, um, its, uh, its power over time? It seems to, to fizzle out over time with people. Do you think it's a belief thing or you don't yeah, believe it, it hard be. enough anymore? It like works at first. So then, so then I'm, so this is at the end of the episode. So of course I've, I, we finished the episode up and, um, I pull up my email and a, and a friend of uh, the show, he emails me quite a bit. Steve, Steven in the UK says, uh, if we do end up meeting with GW, he's a, a magician that we know. Um, I wonder if you can ask him a question. I think I've put it to you in a deeper context previously. I really think it's a doozy. Do magicians invoke Jesus Christ? If not, why not? As an occult egregore, even if a person, a magician, doesn't believe Christ ever actually existed, surely through a magical perspective, his existence cannot be disputed. An egregore, also egregore, is an occult concept representing a thought form or collective group mind. Now, I didn't use this word. I should have used this word with her. Maybe she would have understood a little bit more about what I was trying to get at. It's an autonomous psychic entity made up of and influencing the thoughts of a group of people. With all those prayers, worship, belief, and esoterica, the Christian group mentality must have created Christ as an autonomous psychic entity, even if he never did embody earthly physical form. From a magical perspective, what's the argument against such a theory? So the Christ has to be, either way, as an external autonomous being. Well, what's the difference so, between that and a tulpa, then? A tulpa is like you're actually creating a creature, like a, like a single creature. And what's an egregore? Not that? It's a group. It's a psychic entity that's more of a group-based, right? But it's still a single entity taking no, over a well, group, No, no, no. It? It's, this is like a physical, like a tulpa is like a physical entity, like a, like a Sherpa that follows you around, like, an, like your own little servant kind of thing. I wonder what color his skin is. Do you get to pick Probably that? Pro- Opaque? Sure. Opaque? Yeah. Then you don't get into trouble. Yeah. Translucent. We should make a couple tulpas to help out with the show. Yeah, that. Yeah, sure. No, you don't want to be playing around with any of that stuff. To turn into a big I, troublemaker. I, Just wrecking up the place. <laughs> I got enough cats doing that. Fuck me. Yeah, yeah. So, would would invocation? Uh, where where was I? Sorry, bro. So why why don't magicians invoke such a loving, giving? Egregore. Maybe they do. I know they invoke the Christ within, but not so much the autonomous Christ Egregore without. Would invocation of the Christ Egregores get you anything? Christians seem to think so, but perhaps they are actually practicing Christian chaos magic without realizing it. I'm interested in this topic from a chaos magician's perspective. So, anyways, he, uh, yeah, he, he, because he, he said, well, the other thing is, he said he, he sees us and and the higher side chats kind of like conglomerating. And I don't think he knew at the time that we'd actually are, uh, including Greg Carwood in our magic on the mountain trip in February in in Mount Shasta. 
Well, that's more of a collaboration and then a conglomeration. Yeah. A conglomeration yeah, yeah. would be like merging, I guess, yeah. which would be – I don't see how that could ever happen. But, I mean, that is crazy. If he said that before we decided or talked about that, that would be crazy because we didn't tell anyone about that for a while. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and I, I just – I was blown away by that because that was like the um, the question I was trying to ask, like perfectly articulated kind of, you know, or more from a magical perspective. I was kind of asking more from a – sort of an esoteric sort of obscure spiritual perspective. So then he replied, can I read his last reply then as well? Um, Gnostic reality of knowing rather than belief is realizing through being challenged by the experience of being challenged by some rather nightmarish beings. It was not my personal choice of knowing, but my experience showed me many things. You asked why invoking JC or Yeshua wanes over time. Yeshua's name includes the word salvation. It's interesting and key to know Hebrew or key to how Hebrew writers encoded multiple meanings in their writings. And then he included a link to uh, Yeshua.org. Uh, what does Yeshua mean? And I'll put a link. I'll put that link in the show notes. He says the sacred and profane, meaning different people would get different understandings from the text, depending on their knowledge or level of spiritual knowledge. Greg's recent show on astrotheology is a great example. Yes. The Bible is full of these references to stars. The Hebrews are obsessed with them. But is that the only meaning? The one truth? No. The author has focused on one aspect and has rightfully followed that code. But in doing so, he's excluded many others, such as Gematria. But where did it lead him? Back to the creative mystery, back to the creator. So, so those old rabbis still revealed a great truth within him. So back to your question. My experience is the power doesn't diminish. It is the waning of faith, perhaps, like you were saying, belief. Um, Knowing that invoking Yeshua is real is the key to understanding. But that only unlocks the door. Perhaps we need to accept and walk through that door, metaphorically by further study and application of the holy power, the holy force which Gnostics named Sophia, meaning wisdom. That is the energy that fights darkness. Beloved Sophia, the Christian Holy Spirit, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, huh? Father, Son, Holy, Divine, Feminine, Creative, Beloved, Wise, Sophia. Now, that's more like it. Is this the synchro? Uh, Yeah. So, time for a Star Wars metaphor. I don't know So, so I won't read the rest of that, but I mean, it's a fantastic Star Wars metaphor. Should I be following something right now? Because I don't, I'm not following any thread. Dude, it's the fact that I asked her the question, then he emailed me the same question in the same night from across the pond. And the Greg thing's in there too, but we don't know for sure on the dates. Yeah, exactly. You got it right. See, you followed it all. All right, look at me go. (laughs) So I'll stop there. Well, um, I don't. I mean, feel it's just really well well worded, and I and I just really appreciate you know, him putting that together. And then he gets into the Star Wars example how how close Star Wars is to some of this old uh, esoteric wisdom. It's tough to rate. You don't have to rate it. I'm not gonna. Well, and that being said, because it should... includes me, it's an automatic like couple levels below the. Oh yeah, it should so be yeah, three. <laughs> you probably were leading the witness. I'm Impossible. Back. Impossible. Impossible. We don't do live anymore. So it's not like you watched it live and then, right? This is well, I'm just, there's stuff. a chance that, no. Yeah. Well, for the Greg thing, there's a chance it got mentioned at some point. Maybe, yeah, yeah. The Greg part, yeah. So I can't really factor that in. We are going to have to ideally get you out to the studio at some point over the next little while. 
because my mom is in town. I have a house full of people for the next two weeks, which is cool. She brought her dogs with her, so it's a house full. Three kids, my mom, two dogs, and my cats. And how many cats? Three cats. Three cats, yeah. Two rabbits or the rabbits dead? The rabbits ran away. So that's okay by me. I'm kind chickens? Of okay with chickens? that. The chickens are fine. I'm telling you, those fucking chickens are indestructible. But that being said, so I can't remember. It must have been on the Sunday. On the Sunday that we went to the beach and we were at the beach. And I remember, oh no, it wasn't the beach. Remember I said that we went to that lake festival and it got super windy and everybody's tents blew over. Well, it turns out, I don't think I mentioned this yet. It turns out that a big, like the top of my fucking tree in my backyard blew off and landed on the chicken coop. So, but luckily it was sturdy enough to withstand it. Otherwise I could have had a bunch of dead chickens. No, the chicken coop is fine. You could come over and help me deal with the giant log that's leaning on it. Oh yeah. Okay. We'll have to like haul it off and chop it into pieces and. Sure. But the chicken coop stood up. I was surprised it wasn't level, but I'm telling you, dude. Everybody should just get chickens. They're fucking indestructible. They take care of themselves. The only problem I ever had was the one went missing. And I think like the, uh, maybe a coyote or fox got or something, but now I've fenced them off into that little corner there, which was what I should have done in the beginning. I should have done that right in the get go because then I don't have chicken shit all over my yard to deal with all the time either. It's just in that one little area and under the deck so I can sort of deal with it at my leisure. And I don't think now that the foxy get in there, but the bunnies are little diggers. So, you know, we had the nice idea to put the bunnies in the yard for the, for the summer and they fucking <laughs> dug holes and ran off. The one <laughs> keeps dug holes under the fence. <laughs> yeah. The one keeps our next guest has already popped in. So she's going to have to wait there for a minute. The one keeps dug, uh, digging under the, f- the, the one keeps showing up in the front yard again. So I like grab it and I don't know what to do with it. I don't want to bring it back in the house. Now that, uh, it's been outside living this life. I don't even know what it's been doing. It disappears for days on end, maybe a week at a time. It's feral at this time. So I think I've decided if they show up back in those little houses that I made them when it gets cold out, then I'll bring them back in the house for the winter. And if not, then I'm going to assume that they've chosen to be free and I'm not going to impose my will on them. I'm kind of hoping for the latter. If I'm being honest, I wouldn't mind if they could just, you know, amalgamate into being city bunnies. (laughs) (laughs) Every once in a while, you see anything like those city jackrabbits I know, ripping around. But every I mean, those once in a like while, you see, every once in a while you see a family of those cute little rabbits. I seen one over by the costume shop a couple of weeks ago. I remember because we had to get out of the fucking truck and the kids had to check it out. Oh, trying to catch them. But so if they escape, they escape. If they have a new life, that's fine by me. If they come back, then I will offer them shelter. But yeah, it's a fucking house full around here. So we go shooting Tuesday. That'd be cool. Well, we have a Zoom call for the Scablands on Tuesday. I just realized. So I, put, I popped it in the calendar. So do we just have fucking Zoom calls every day? Yeah, pretty much. Because then there's three on Wednesday. So nothing tomorrow. Nothing tomorrow. Uh, nothing tomorrow. No. I'll go shooting tomorrow. I have plans to go shooting today because I forgot we had a bunch of shows to do. So. What are you going to do? All right. Well, did you do the quote? 
Um, no. <clears throat> I'll get it ready. It's the profound quote of the week. Darren, can you guess it? It's the profound quote of the week. Can you guess the human who spoke it or wrote it down? Profound quote of the week. All right, you ready? I'm ready. There's no America. There's no democracy. There's only IBM and ITT and AT&T and DuPont, Dow, Union Carbide, and Exxon. These are the nations of the world today. We no longer live in a world of nations and ideologies. The world is a collage of corporations, inexorably determined by the immutable bylaws of business. The world is a business. Mm, fuck, that's a tricky one. <laughs> What, uh, what it's kind of like what you've been talking about, right? I mean, it really fits with like House Bezos, your little yeah, theory yeah, what, about hate what sports. era 70s. 70s, it's from a show, it's from a show, Leonard yeah. Nimoy Network, Leonard Nimoy Network. You want me to name the network? No, it's a show, the show is called Network. Oh. <laughs> You don't remember that? You got to watch it. I don't, you no, watch not. It. there's no chance that's happening. Dude. There's what? like this obscure fucking show. Is it's not obscure. To... Are you kidding me? It's I've been like thinking about popular... watching The Office again. Oh, my God. But I mean, I'm not going to watch anything until it gets cold out. I got hunting okay. season coming. It's like 11 days yeah. until hunting season. Right. Are you doing any Sherpa in this year? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Are you at least going to come and do the base hunt? I feel, I feel like I should drag you out. We have to do at least one. 11 days, buddy. It all kicks off. Duck hunting, all that shit. I can't wait. It's a little hot still for ducks, but that's okay. It'll all bleed together, and then we'll be gone to Egypt, and then, you know, bingo, bango. It'll be the fucking 2023. Final year of alimony. Is that it? We're out of here? Yeah, let's do support it. Support the show. Got- Grand slash support. If you're getting some value from our little podcast here, it's uh, episode 562, I want to say. So 562 episodes, all there for free. You can get them all. No ads, no bullshit. I think we were push- pushing some audible stuff right in the beginning, but really there's no ads. There's no nothing. It's all there for free. Grandamerica.ca slash support. Uh, adultbrain.ca for all the audiobooks, of course. Grimerica.ca is for the chats. I got another Facebook thing and the Twitter thing. There's, you know, eventually the social media thing is going to be probably gone. So if you want to stay in on the Grimerica conversation, go over to Grimerica.ca slash chats. Jump in there. It's our own network. It gets a little racy sometimes, but uh, it's a free spree zone, a ban free zone, and come on down. We'd love to have you. They do post so much, though, that we have had to start churning it every six months because these fuckers post, like, fucking 100 gigs worth of shit every six months. All right, you got a bio? Yeah, Rachel is a double board-certified aesthetic nurse specialist since 2011. Uh, She's worked with thousands of patients performing over 20,000 rejuvenation procedures and hosted over 300 interviews with leaders in functional wellness. 
So she's like one of the first to blend these Western approaches to skincare and rejuvenation, functional insights and biohacking optimization strategies. And by blending the best of these worlds and observing what her most radiant patients are doing, she will also help guide you on your path to healthy skin and vibrancy for many years. So I won't get into her full media kit, but there's a whole uh, section here about her her uh, education and all that. And uh, she says, I'll, I'll read a quote here for her. Beauty is feeling and quiet confidence that comes from being perfectly aligned body, mind, spirit, and energy, or as close to perfect as possible. It would be my pleasure to be your guide. There you go. There you have it. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed our lazy rambles and more than that. We hope you enjoy the chat with Rachel Vargas. Varga. Varga. Rachel Varga. Rachel Varga, thanks so much for joining us. It's great to be here. Yeah, this will be uh, this will be a fun one. We know each other from uh, CCCA. Um, it's uh, a great organization that's uh, kind of pushing back against what's happening right now. Lots of doctors and scientists. So, um, you know, I've made a couple connections from there. It's been it's been great to just find like minded people and and uh, yeah, get to know them. Yeah, and what I've learned over the last few years is to be a skeptic, to question everything, and in fact, that can be a sign of intelligence to not necessarily believe everything you're told. And I've just, I've seen that so much in my career and being in the health and wellness spaces, you really have to do your due diligence. And as a researcher myself, I publish articles. I love to actually read the research articles and look how things are, look at how things are actually analyzed and you know, put some common sense into it and how can we optimize things? So that's the what angle are, I like to put on things. Yeah. 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 What are you, let's talk about your background a little bit and what your, your core, your core, um, you know, your core thing is with, with skincare and beauty. Yeah. Right? So I, I sometimes get a little bit, let's do some shadow work here, a little bit written off as someone who just focuses on the skin. Right. Yeah. Yeah. However, since working with thousands of clients since 2011, what I've observed are actually what my most vibrant and radiant clients are doing. So this is fascinating here. When I work with clients that are 60 to 80, sometimes even in their 90s, and they've never done anything, they've never used, you know, practitioner grade skincare or done any rejuvenation. And I'm looking at them and they have this glow to them. They have this vibrancy. It's like, a 20-year-old in an 80-year-old's body. And it's I've really come to study what is radiance. And it truly is from body, mind, spirit, energy practices. And then I've just recently tacked on 
this additional practice of routine detoxification and cleansing too, to get that vibrance of the best skin of your life with as fewer interventions as possible, but really doing the hard work and focusing on daily good choices. And it's been a lot of fun. I, it's really cool work what I do. Yeah. I was looking into, into some of your, you know, the guests on your show and some of the topics you cover. And I was, I was quite surprised to see how, uh, how open and and some various topics you guys would talk about spirit and mindset. And that was one of the, my questions is, have you seen how much mindset and spirit, let's say plays a role in, in health and wellness? Yeah, this is fascinating. So say for example, someone comes to meet with me and they have red acne scarring or hyperpigmentation or hooded upper eyelids or dark under eye circles, or they're dealing with things like psoriasis and eczema and They're just wanting to address that. But at the same time, it's not just about here's this magic potion, right? This bright, shiny object that's going to address it. But it's going to be a number of different things. And what I find interesting about this, when I listen to people speaking, say someone has eczema or psoriasis on their hands or on their scalp or on their feet, they say, my eczema, my psoriasis my sunspots. And that's an interesting mindset piece to detach things that you're physically experiencing from what makes you. So this is a very interesting component to getting the best skin of your life, getting the best hair of your life, feeling at your peak performance is to sort of like dissociate yourself as human and your soul to what you're experiencing at that time because they're experiences and sure they make up who you are, but they're not who you are. So that's yeah, something yeah. really interesting about mindset. Yeah. And, and if people get so stuck with their identity in these things that they, like, even if there was some healing opportunity, maybe they, maybe they subconsciously want to be a victim or maybe they like being in that, in that sick state. I've never actually thought about it that way. That's fascinating what you brought up. See, I learned so much. I've conducted over 300 interviews myself too. And we always learn something through connection and communication. And this is how we were meant to thrive and behave and fuel our spirit, if you will. And yes, I do have a very interesting background uh, spiritually. My great-grandmother was actually the second ordained female minister in Canada And so that's my lineage and, you know, it's different lineages for everybody, but I got to say in my most vibrant and radiant clients, they all have some type of spiritual practice. It doesn't have to be the same spiritual practice, but there has to be something that is allowing them to ground and is actually allowing them to feel safe and secure. Because when we don't feel safe, when we're not secure, when we don't feel cared for, that's when we will be in the fear state and be in that high, you know, beta fight or flight state, which is going to lead to autonomic nervous system dysregulation, accelerated aging, and you're not just not going to make good choices. So I think that that's why the spiritual component is so important. But the other thing that we tend to forget about when we are thinking about optimizing who we are and how we behave with ourselves, people, places, and things is the space between. So if we got any super nerds that follow CERN and LHC and particle, you know, physicists and all of that, theoretical physicists, a couple of decades ago, the fifth element was discovered. 
Now, this was called the space between or quintessence or dark matter. And it's funny the connotation that dark matter has. I think there's actually a type of alcohol even named after it. But the space between makes up literally about 70 to 80 percent of everything around us. Our body, our meat suit is primarily space. The table that we are working on isn't solid. It's primarily space. So I'm interested in how we can optimize the space in between so that we can have that space working to our benefit to essentially ward off things that might not be in our highest good Or maybe even that's where toxins on a body, mind, spirit, energy, electromagnetic level can be hanging out and interfering with us. And if it's one thing I've learned, especially over the last few years, is how we can be our most purest state. Because when we are our most purest state, that's when we will be our most truest versions. Now, you've heard the word authentic. I don't like using that word authentic. I like thinking that we can be who we really are if we are as pure as possible. Why, why don't you like using authentic? Actually, one of my mentors, JJ Virgin, taught me that she is like the OG health. She was the, one of the first people to make a, um, a healthy living cookbook and do fitness videos. And she said, I can't stand that word authentic. And it really stuck with me. And then I learned about detoxification and doing cleanses and really being pure is, is really important. I've had my own experience with that stuff too. And it's not fun when you're going through it, but then when you have done the work and you've cleared out excess things like fungi, yeast, toxins, organisms, and even parasites, you literally get this energy, like the movie Limitless. Have you guys both seen that movie before? Yeah. 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 When you've done a really good detox and cleanse, you're like, whoa, where did this extra energy right, right. come from? Yeah. I feel like I, you know, could see so much better. I could actually, I actually have um, as almost fast reaction times as my husband has as a six-time pro world champion a kickboxer. We, we have these like light things that we do all these drills with. And, you know, he's kind of surprised, like, why are you faster than me? I don't know. Maybe it's all this other stuff I do that gives me an extra edge, too. Yeah, yeah. I noticed I noticed uh, on a seven-day fast how much energy and clarity I had. I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, it's still a challenge mentally in a way because half of it is just your obsession with, or my obsession with food and having all this extra time on your hands, not cooking and cleaning you know, it's 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 a really weird sort of spiritual process as well. But I noticed this energy that I was like, where is this coming from? And and a clarity almost. It's interesting so- you mentioned fasting. Um, there's, you know, this whole movement of intermittent fasting. But why don't we just look back to what humans used to do thousands of years ago? We would do these fasts, especially in these spiritual communities. It's it's actually even in the Bible that it was like a Sunday, like the Sunday kind of fast or the even even beyond that. Uh, I'm reading a book called The Mists of Avalon, and it's actually in like Avalon is this, there's like priestesses. And I just find that stuff very fascinating. And uh, it's very interesting. I'd rather read that stuff than say watch Netflix and, you know, get all the subliminal programming. But they do a lot of fasting. And when you think about it, it's really Good for you to do because everything that is pulling from your life force and your energy will literally die off. So when you have done a 
10 day fast. Graham, how do you feel? And do you notice any die off or elimination uh, die offs, if you will? Well, I've, I haven't even come close to that long. I mean, I think the most I did was seven days. Um, but I mean, my friend, I've had you're a, drinking a pomegranate juice too, so I don't think that counts. Uh, well, just a tiny bit. Like that stuff a, is thick. A, it's thick. You got to uh, water yeah, it down. Was, well, I had it watered down, and I was. It was only like a half a cup a day or something. Well, I but mean, it, you're keeping your body in a pretty darn low caloric state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many different ways to. To fast. I don't think I could go that hardcore. I do more of like lifestyle cleansing, but I still get the results from it. Oh, my friend, but my friend Mike does them and he has amazing results after like 11, 14 days. He, he gets all kinds of spiritual experiences too. And I mean, what's that, Darren? I said, man, that's crazy. I haven't fasted for more than maybe like two days before. And I haven't done that since I quit doing cocaine. And that was like a long time ago. So I don't know that I could do it now. Maybe I could, though. Maybe I could give it a try. I think I'd rather do it without fasting. Is there a way I can just, like, drink some shit? And well, yeah, let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about the, the other cleanses. <laughs> oh, my gosh. There's so many different types of cleanses that are available. There's the master cleanse. Everybody knows about that one. You buy boatloads of lemons and cayenne pepper and, you know, maple syrup. It's, it's very appropriate if you're Canadian. However, I like doing cleanses where you're still actually eating, but you are eating foods that are keeping your body in an alkaline state. Now, a lot of the foods that we eat, a lot of the things that we drink, pop, alcohol, processed foods, deep fried foods, convenience packaged foods are typically acidic. Now, if you're thinking about um, basic and acidic, the, the pH scale Neutral is about seven, but the body wants to be at eight point something or other. It wants to be slightly more alkaline. So the types of cleanses that I like to do are fueling my body with alkaline superfoods and amino acid tablets. Uh, There's also things like antiparasitic herbs that I'll take that um, cover a full spectrum of things that you can help to eliminate from your, that can help you eliminate from your system. And then one of the other ones I do has a black tart cherry that actually makes a fantastic mocktail and taking these antioxidants, the black tart cherry before bed can even supposedly help you sleep. And by the way, everything that we talk about here is not medical advice. It's educational information. Only if you think you have a medical condition, you must seek the guidance of a licensed physician. That's the the type of cleansing that is going to be doable for me so I can still actually have some foods. I don't think I could do seven days of not eating anything. So <laughs> maybe what, I could. So what, what kind of foods are you talking about then? Yeah. Uh, alkaline foods are just going to be like a lot of greens, but this is another thing that's really interesting is when we're thinking about, okay, what is the best diet for the skin? What are the best foods for the skin? What are the best nutrients for the skin? What's the best lifestyle for the skin? Now, this is where things can get a little bit scientific. And we don't all have the same DNA. We don't all have the same environments. And so the way that our DNA expresses itself is based on the environment that our DNA is in. And there's actually some very sophisticated test kits on the market where you can actually take a little scoop of your stool and send it off for analysis. And then based on your epigenetics, you can get a very sophisticated readout of which foods are going to be most supportive for you. So your superfoods, your okay foods, and your avoid foods. Now, I definitely think that that's pretty amazing. That's a couple hundred dollars. And previously, 
really in-depth food testing were a few thousand dollars. So we've really come a long way and we can even go so far as to see what your biological versus your chronological age is so that you can have a quantifiable metric to tell you if what you're doing and how you're living is supportive of you. What, have you heard of that um, sensitivity, food sensitivity testing, where they um, they measure the the frequency of this? They measure your skin, um, and they compare it to a frequency of all these different foods and see where it lands on the scale. Have you heard of that? Yeah, one? I have, actually, I think I'm visualizing the tool that's used for that. There's something that's kind of long and tall that can be used for that. Uh, I actually have another device in my office here. That even measures, when you're talking about the skin, the light that comes off your skin, a photon discharge that then gets extrapolated using uh, Russian Kirlian photography in this program. It actually gives you a readout of your human biofield and if it's permeable or not, and also gives you metrics to your, your body's joule output or AKA how much energy your cells are putting out. So this stuff is like way more... Uh, known by Europeans, I feel like in Western culture we're really behind on this. That's where that machine. I did. Did I did I mention that when I said it? But that's where the machine, or the naturopathic doctor that we go to for food sensitivity testing, got. That's he said. That's from Europe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the BioWell. I'm really excited for when they. Uh, that's the one that you put your finger into this little hole and gives you all this data. But they're hopefully coming up with a consumer, basically a consumer version of it. And then you can just kind of see, you know, what's your cellular jewel output that day? Are there things that you need to be aware of? Because I've done this this test before and it said, you know, right jaw came up. And then two weeks later, I had right jaw pain. <laughs> and it's based on TCM and all this stuff. It's just there's so much tech here in the West that is really poo-pooed, unfortunately, but can be really supportive with giving us insights. Yeah, I feel like Canada's not really going to get any better in that respect. I mean, hopefully, but I've had a lot of challenges with the with the system. We've had to use natural. We've only got luck with natural path, not luck, but uh, success with natural paths and and stuff outside of the system. You know, it's it's pretty sad. Yeah. Yeah. I know of a number of colleagues of mine that are Western trained physicians, and then they go on and get their MD, their naturopathic doctor training. Or they have their MD and then they do functional training. And honestly, I think that those are the rock stars. If you can look for practitioners that understand the best of both worlds. And that's really where I would position myself too. You know, I'm Western trained, but I also do all this other ongoing training and deep dives into the functional side. So it's really, it's never a one size fits all for everything. It's always going to be a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And as you age, you'll have to adapt and evolve that too. What's what's some other uh, important biohacking methods now that we're so, sort of on that topic? But I do want to I do want to cycle back around to like skincare for women and men and stuff too. But like, would, would you consider um, like NAD plus type stuff or uh, intravenous vitamin drips and like what are some of the other like cold plunges, um, meditation? What are some of your other favorite sort of biohacks? Yeah, actually, I feel like I have. It's kind of sorted out, (laughs) but we first need to start with purification. So Dave Asprey, he's the OG biohacker. He's actually a friend of mine. I've known him for, I think about five, six years now. 
And biohacking is the art and science of hacking your environment to support your biology. Now, when I've worked with clients that are, you know, on the newbie spectrum, it's a gaming term. I definitely miss gaming in my youth. And then when I work with the advanced biohackers, there's some common trends. But when people are just starting out, they're like, okay, where do I start? Is biohacking just for the elite? These things sound really expensive. I would honestly begin with first purifying your air, water, lighting, electromagnetics, and doing quarterly and even monthly detoxes and cleanses. So that's your air. So air purifiers in your home, and I can talk about that. Water, reverse osmosis water. Bonus points if you structure it. I have a device right behind me that does that too. Lighting. What's, what's that reduce, device? Before that's we the somatic. Again, it's kind of like this proprietary arrangement of semi-precious stones and metals with this amplifier. And, you know, I'm always super skeptic about this stuff. So is my hubby too. And, you know, I'm kind of in a family family living situation here. And I said, hey, I'm going to do this bio well test on everybody. Do you consent to it? So I have about six people that I was able to measure their human biofield, their dual output, even measures your chakra alignment. I don't know how it does that, but somehow it does. And I measured it uh, a few days in advance, turning it on right before I turned it on. And then even just 30 minutes after I turned it on and everybody had better dual output and even a thicker human biofield very quickly. Now this helps with geopathic stress. So underwater, uh, underground waterways, ley lines and things like that. But it does actually make your water taste different when you drink tap water versus reverse osmosis versus reverse osmosis and structured. The structured water just takes smooth, tastes smoother. And I can definitely expand on what that is. But the lighting is also really important too. So we're, we definitely have to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but you, you did, everybody drank this water and it, and it changed your, your biofield? No, just turning this machine on. Oh, just turning it on. Oh, turning I see. Okay. On. Okay. I yeah. thought you meant that was part of the water that you drank. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, the water is yeah. a benefit. And yeah. why that's really cool is when we get water um, through our faucet, it's going through 90 degree pipes and in nature water is flowing and if you understand the molecule of water you it's a chemical when you can have two atoms combined so don't give in to you know it's chemical free marketing the first degree is water it's you know hooey marketing but in the water molecule you have the oxygen and then two hydrogens attached to that at a specific bond angle now then it connects with other uh, water molecules and creates a lattice structure and all that but those bond angles can change slightly depending on even the angles that the water is going through so the whole concept of structuring your water is to allow the water that you're drinking to be more bioavailable so that when you drink it your body doesn't have to work extra hard to then structure because all the water in your body structured it's kind of like eating an alkaline diet when you're eating things too acidic your body has to work extra hard to be more alkaline when really that energy could have gone to repair regeneration you know better sleep immune support and all sorts of stuff yeah yeah that's fascinating so let's get into lighting yeah so i have my studio lighting in front of me for all of you tuning in listening and uh, i've been in front of these lights for most of the day and what happens with LED is I'm going to th- throw on these li- these 
your glasses here. Um, these are actually a, a different uh, company. I'd only heard of until recently through a biohacking conference. Love the guy. Rowdy's the CEO. I don't know if you want me to mention brand names in this. Yeah, episode. you can if you want. Sure. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So this is Viva Rays and they're really lovely. I think they're the most stylish glasses I've ever found and very comfortable. And because I'm pretty picky about glasses as a glasses wear myself, you can actually get prescription lenses in them too. But just a really cool guy doing good things with this company too. I'm really picky who I work with. And what we don't think about is, oh, I'm not going outside today. Why do I need to put sunscreen on? Why do I need to put antioxidants on my skin and my antioxidant serum or antioxidants in my moisturizer? But the crazy thing is the blue light and from the LED lights from your devices, the LEDs in your ceiling, which very well could be contributing to hair loss also, the LEDs that you get inside reach about 100 nanometers deeper in the skin than the UVA and the UVB that you get access to outside. So when clients work with me, I really hit these points home. Clean up your air, water, lighting, electromagnetics. Get rid of all LEDs in your home and go to halogen. It's like convenience is killing us, right? This more cost-effective, environmental-friendly LED lighting is ruining your hair and skin and it's also messing with your hormones and it's also tanking your sleep so this is an ongoing thing i'm seeing these days is that convenience is actually making us sick what do you guys think about that i yeah. switched all my lights I well actually these are these are leds but these are stage lights so you know i'm on i'm on display right now so i guess i gotta put up with it for a couple hours but all the other lights in the house have switched to the incandescents. But they burn out like a motherfucker because you can't buy regular incandescent bulbs in Canada anymore. So I have to get the construction grade ones. So you can still well, get that. That warms my heart that you already are aware of this. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I noticed that they go out too, Darren, quite a bit. And I think there's an electrical problem in my place because the no, lights are going they're just out shitty lights. Too... They're just made no, they, super. No, it was doing that with the other ones too, dude. But even with the other ones, with, with the, the LED the stuff ones you buy from the stores. But it's so sad that we're forced down this to actually search and buy constructive construction lights to to get away from these LED ones. Yeah. Yeah, it sort of makes you wonder all the stuff that we're told to buy. Is it all really good for us or is it meant to make us sick so that we have to do all, you know, this get all this expensive skincare, do all this expensive rejuvenation? It's like, well, I wonder what we would look like back in the day if we never had all of this LED stuff and acidic foods. And I bet you back then those cavemen had pretty good skin, just a big yeah. forehead. Yeah. So, so, so those blue blocker glasses that you have, then do you wear those just in the evening then? Like after the sun, uh, after the sun goes down kind of thing, or how do you? Well, I'm very glad that you just asked this question because in fact, this is what's so cool about these, these shades oh. is there's three different lenses. Get this, they're clip on. So, you know, back in the day, if you had to I have high glasses when I was 10 years old. So if, if any of you had glasses as a kid, you definitely felt nerdy. And the clip-on sunglasses were never a good look. Come on. Do you, did you guys ever experience that? Darren might. I had contacts. Had yeah, I had contacts if I wanted sunglasses. Now I just have, I don't do contacts anymore. I just have prescription, a bunch of prescription sunglasses and different what styles and just have them all in prescription. Yeah, well, you know, toric lenses for me growing up, it was, they were hard lenses. They didn't feel good. So 
I had quite a childhood. It was a good childhood, but, you know, glasses at a young age wasn't easy. And so these clip-on glasses, I always had this, like, maybe slight trauma associated with it. (laughs) Now I really like these. So these are, like, the sunset ones. They're a little bit more orange. They're pretty cool, actually. And then there's the the red ones. So say you have to, you know, write your book in the middle of the night and you're just doing a slog of seven days writing in a row or you really do have to get some work done at crazy hours then you definitely want to be wearing something like the viva race here and they're just really well made and they come in like this bamboo case this, this guy rudy's a cool dude i've interviewed him and yeah i like cool. it so so just your, so different times a day that you can use those lighter ones during the day and then you switch as you go later on you don't have to buy like four different pairs of glasses and you can get them in prescription so it's a pretty cool design yeah well that's awesome where darren do you have any questions before we move on or no we can move on i i uh electrical you guys mentioned we got to talk about yeah oh yeah yeah no for sure we will yeah yeah i'm scared of that topic i I just don't worry about it what are you gonna do (laughs) i put my phone in airplane mode and I Perfect. charge it away from my head, so it's not as far away as my from my head as it could be, but it's far enough, I guess. Preaching to the converted here, I love it. Have you ever have you gone that extra step of putting your phone in a Faraday cage? Yeah, yeah, we've tried that. A little Only bit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when I'm worried the government is tracking it. Well, if you put it in there, they can't hear what you're saying. Put your RFID chips in there too. It's great. I love it. I check my phone when I want to check it. If any of you are dealing with like high cortisol, adrenal fatigue, stressed out, autonomic nervous system dysregulation, you're anxious for no reason, maybe stop giving your your phone number out (laughs) and go to email instead and park yourself in front of your computer when you're ready to communicate, not having to communicate on the fly with these, you know, social media apps actually deleted Instagram in March too. So is it more than, um, like, when you say electrical, are you talking, like, Wi-Fi and also sort of um, the rest of, like, the electromagnetic stuff, like smart meters and TVs? Like, where where do you, do you draw a line somewhere in there where some of it's necessary, some of it maybe not so much? Well, I mean, if I had it my way, I'd be walking, wearing EMF protective clothing all the time. But, you know, I did that for a while, but uh, it's not the most stylish. That stuff <laughs> is pretty well designed for the gents. So I'm on it. I'm going to come up with something for the ladies. Uh, but really, we have to live with this stuff. So, OK, how can we live with this stuff without feeling like we're on the set of Star Trek? Because a lot of this stuff actually comes from space, right? So air purifiers, water purification, electromagnetic uh, mitigation options. And I've learned this through my interviews with uh, different CEOs and founders of companies is they usually get their technology from military or space, and then it makes its way into the consumer market. So when it comes to electrical and electromagnetics, I'm in a bit of an older home. So yeah, the air purifiers for mold is really important. Just assume your home has mold. Most homes do. Air purification is really, really, really important. Not Don't just do the HEPA filter. Go for something that's got like a UV catalytic converter too to help with things like viruses, bacteria, mold. Check your HEPA filter if you have a in-home um, air filtration system because that can be a wonderful breeding ground. For organisms as well so we better get on that after this episode but there's a couple of different types of let's just break things down 
into radiation. So there's ionizing radiation, which is like Fukushima, which is like Chernobyl, you know, radiation plants. And then there's non-ionizing radiation. And this is what we're getting from our devices. You know, so many people have iPads in front of their dear kids, not on airplane mode, and they're not aware of the impacts of non-ionizing radiation on the blood. And I'm sure you all are aware of some of the overlap with different things that we've seen over the last couple of years in non-ionizing radiation. But I think that this is like the new smoking. So phone on airplane mode all the time. Put your router on a Christmas light timer so it's off while you're sleeping. Turn everything off that's Bluetooth in your home. Go for an older vehicle, right? Like I I drive an old school Land Rover. That's that's actually analog because digital is kind of like always looking and waiting for you to respond to it. And digital, you turn that key and then it responds to you kind of thing. But yeah, turn off airplane mode. None of these Bluetooth headsets, AirPods, speakers, if you have like Bluetooth things that you need to use, unplug them. That can be helpful, too. Okay. Yeah, that's the scary part for me. Remember, Darren, we were going to have a guy on like many years ago. It was one. We did have him on. We we? just never released it because we deleted it. The one episode we lost. (laughs) Oh, I hate it when that happens. Oh, my God. And it was like that one kind of like, (laughs) I was like, that's kind of good that it was that one because it's going to scare me. We've just been uh, contacted to get somebody else on um, about this stuff. So, Oh maybe, yeah. I can, ma- I can connect you with some pretty cool people that are knee deep in the research. But the reason I care about this stuff is for the skin, right? You go on right, PubMed, yeah. there are some very mainstream articles linking non-ionizing radiation to dry eye. More than half the population have dry eye symptoms. And also non-ionizing radiation is linked to diffuse redness in the skin via the mechanism of oxidative stress being caused on the, the surface of the skin. So diffuse redness and irritation. You know, if you get a breakout, it's the redness sticks around for a while. And what this is really related to is actually the blood. <laughs> You're checking your forehead out. <laughs> I, I know I had, well, after my shower today, I had like spots on my forehead. I'm like, oh, that those are coming back again. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's, the skin is your largest organ, right? Some people say, oh, it's the space between your cells, the intracellular, the intracellular space. But the skin is the largest organ. And the non-ionizing radiation messes with your red blood cells. Instead of your red blood cells being like a donut or an inner tube, having really healthy electromagnetic interactions, so they literally just bounce and kind of repel off one another. They carry oxygen to the different organs, your brain your skin, everything, right? And then they carry nutrients and then they take away toxins and CO2. But actually when we're on our phone, you can see this through live blood analysis. And after just a few minutes of talking on your phone, your red blood cells, they start to stack, right? They start to form these like chains together. You get clotting factors and your blood doesn't move as well. So no wonder everybody's got brain fog these days and, you know, skin inflammation and, and signs of inflammation to the eyelids, puffy eyelids, red, uh, redness to the eyes, darkness around the eyes. A lot of this comes down to the blood. So staying grounded, reducing your non-ionizing radiation exposure wherever possible. And I actually sleep in a silver blanket. It feels like silk. It's really nice. I have one for my hubby too. 
And so we just shroud ourselves while we sleep. So at least our body can get that break so that our blood can kind of stabilize. And the first night I slept with um, EMF protection on, I actually had an amazing sleep score that I tracked through one of my other devices. Cool. That's interesting. Yeah. Can you say, do you know where you got this uh, silver blanket from or? Yeah, I actually have all of these listed. Everything okay. I use, um, it's on my favorites page, actually. Okay, okay, cool. Okay, I'll check that out. Yeah. Yeah. So what about, um, I, I don't want to uh, miss this this part, um, skin, like sunscreen and skincare for women. Like, is it, it, there's a lot of people that seem like they're talking more and more about toxicity with mm. women and skincare and stuff. Is that, a, is that an issue that you see? Um, Absolutely. A lot, a lot of these products are toxic or how? Well, yeah, and you also just part of your journey into this whole stuff. Absolutely. So back in the day, you know, I was that highly programmed, you know, I've learned everything I need to know kind of thing. How bad could this skincare product be? And then I got, you know, truly immersed in the space of functional practitioners that said, hey, actually, we're dealing with people that are having problems to certain things. And I was like, oh, okay, well, this is interesting. Why is this happening? Because I always like to know the mechanism of action, things like that. So things like parabens, phthalates, sulfates, artificial dyes, and fragrances that contain phthalates, uh, for the most part, are toxins and are hormone disruptors. So if you're putting products on your body in the morning, in the evening, hair care products for guys, shaving products, deodorants, body spray, don't even get me started on body sprays, (laughs) Uh, but they add to your toxic load. So if your toxic bucket gets overfilled, What happens is it's going to tip over and then you're going to experience things in your well-being, right? That might not be optimized. So keeping that bucket as empty as possible so that you're also as pure as possible, you're going to be, your body's going to be able to deal with stressors in a better way. Like having been in two car crashes myself in the last two years, neither were my fault. Um, I'm very happy that I live this life so that I can manage things that, uh, you know, bump me in my life and, and I can overcome them. It allows us to be more resilient. So skincare products that contain those toxins, they got to go. Uh, you'd be surprised in a lot of the skincare products that you're hearing about, say on YouTube by influencers that are buying, telling you to buy stuff you don't need that might very well be making you sick. Um, a lot of them do have parabens, known hormone disruptors, you know, ladies spray the perfume on their neck and a lot of perfumes are full of phthalates. And, you know, we have our thyroid here. Thyroid issues are a huge issue. And then, yes, sunscreen. So, yes, we need the vitamin D uh, supplement that. Um, but for us in the Northern Hemisphere, you know, good luck trying to get as much vitamin D as you're supposed to get that your body wants because it's you know too cold out for where I live most of the time. Moving away from chemical sunscreen filters is absolutely key. And that's really sneaky what some companies do is they'll say they have a mineral sunscreen, but it's a blend of chemical and mineral ingredients. And it's really difficult for the consumer to know all these things. So that's what I love to encourage is how can we be more conscious consumer so that when things are presented to us on social media platforms or you know other media outlets, that we can just say, okay, take a step back. These are not good for us. I don't want to put that on or in my body. So, you know, chemical sunscreen filters is just that. But then there's also the, you know, we've all had 
that experience of, you know, we have this zinc sunscreen, you put it on our body and then we look like we're Casper the ghost, right? So the formulations have come along quite a way so that you put the sunscreen on and it looks like you have nothing on or they're tinted. They could be tinted, untinted, give a dewy finish or a matte finish. So, so you could blackface with your sunscreen? No, that that's, no. that's actually like makeup. So oh. It's not sunscreen, but I wonder what kind of UV protection you'd get from that. That's oh, I'm black face sunscreen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do sunscreen, but uh, you know. Well, you're you, you're an Indian, so. So what's know. that supposed to mean? Well, you used to be an outdoors in the sun. I mean, oh. th- would you prefer not so wearing any Indians and blacks? We're to, fine. Like, just... We're fine. The Indians and the blacks, they don't. They could just go outside. <laughs> Actually, all skin types can experience skin cancers, but. You know, myself and myself and Graham over here, we have less melanin than you do, Darren. And so we're at a little bit of a higher predisposition to experience things and also accelerated aging. So, you know, you're probably going to age a little bit better than us. But uh, well, that's already evident with Graham and I, because when we started the pot, when we met, he was my age. So. It's easy to gauge. <laughs> age, are you thinking chronological or biological? Either. I will go either. Do you How guys do I know figure what your out? biological ages are? No, I don't. 27. How do we figure that out? You just make it up. I just made really? it up. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Is it like, like, a, is oh, it like a, a physical it's... test or a written test? Yeah, it's like a little blood test. So you can just prick your finger and then it's basically looking at how well your genes are replicating themselves. And if there's any errors in the machinery or things like that. And it's funny, you made a joke that you're 27 or 26. And I always make a joke that, you know, I'm turning 25 again at each birthday. And then sure enough, my biological age is 26. Wow. Yeah. That's not my chronological age. Definitely not my chronological age. Well, you definitely look 26, too. I am not 26. I'm in my late 30s. (laughs) So would you prefer, like, sun, straight up sun with no sun uh, sunscreen if you could do it without burning? Oh, I actually love being outside. So I'm definitely an outdoor enthusiast. I don't always slather my body in sunscreen. I do like to get full body sun exposure for about, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Feels really good. But if I'm going to have extended amounts of sun, sure, I'll make yeah. sure I put some sunscreen on. But on the face, the neck, the chest, the hands, you know, the high real estate areas, that's definitely getting sunscreen every single day. But I also take supplements, antioxidants, omegas, collagen, and all sorts of things so that my body can actually manage the extra UV radiation and that that oxidative stress when it arises. So I've noticed when I've really taken the time to focus on my immune health and all of this stuff, my skin really, really benefited from this too. I now have the best skin in my life over the last couple of years where, you know, we've been prompted to maybe pay a little extra attention to this stuff. Would you use uh, like a, a tanning bed, a, a, high, a good tanning bed at home if you had one? Oh, I was a very naughty girl when I was younger and did the tanning beds. And, you know, I'm, I was almost, I was almost as dark as you there, Darren, probably a little bit darker. You wouldn't recognize me. You can see me in a dark room now pretty easily, <laughs> but uh, I had some precancerous lesions removed a couple years after that. So I learned my lesson and understand with my skin type, there's just different things I got to do. 
But would I have a sunbed in my room? Yeah, I if, thought they were supposed home? to be better nowadays. Yeah. With the UV, with the UVB and all that. I know that different types of light frequencies are used for different things in different dermatological offices, as well as different chemical compounds that actually get rid of uh, skin cancer cells. It's really quite fascinating. But I would like to see some of these devices having been on the market. I have a seven, eight year old with everything rejuvenation wise. I learned that at a really young age in my career. Never go for the latest and greatest thing. Always wait for it to be around for the general public for at least 70 years before you go, before you go near it. But I wouldn't be surprised if at some point, yeah, there's this great consumer device that you just stand there and you get your optimal vitamin D intake for that day. That would be awesome. Yeah. That was my stance on the COVID vaccines. Give it seven or eight years and see what happens. Yeah, I think that it's important to do what feels right for you and to always take that, okay, you know, how long has this really been around for? Yeah, and also genetic predispositions, I think, is something to, there's something to be said for that too. And I think there's something also to be said if something just doesn't feel right for you. Right. Like not everybody wants to get aesthetic procedures or aesthetic injectables. They just don't want to. And and you never know if there's some type of some type of inner knowing that's just okay, maybe that's just not in my alignment, just maybe not the best for me. Or eating a certain type of food that you know maybe isn't the best for you, or you know, consuming something or whatever. I think that it's important to listen to maybe what your body's trying to tell you. And there's all sorts of different things that have been used for decades, like muscle testing, right? Where you can actually um, almost connect with- Divine, yeah, divine. Yeah, divine with your, from your higher self or yeah. the universe, whatever, yeah. Yeah, so I, I never think that when it comes with reju- to rejuvenation and skin and all of this, that it's never going to be the same journey for everybody. And I think it's always important to do what's- in alignment with your values, your budget, your lifestyle. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, obviously within reason, but what's, what's going on with all the, like the butt implants and the lips and, oh, uh, yeah, and the, like, a there's a one. whole thing going on in the States. Like some of these, TV don't you guys love on, the and, like, and I'm Come like, on. what is going on with the everybody what? here? Like the what books? The duck lips, like don't you, don't you oh, love the duck? Lips? I could pull off pretty mean duck lips, so <laughs> oh yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah. There's a. It's really funny what I've seen happen since 2011 in the space of rejuvenation, and also uh, the perversion of the ideal ratios. And this is like a theme I've been seeing in just about everything. Is you have something that's good, and then it gets like kind of perverted in some way or another. And then it's just, okay, well, that's maybe not the best. And I think, um, you know, sometimes things can be done in a way like, you know, cheeks, eyelids, lips, facelifts, all this stuff to help restore your features to become a little bit more in alignment with what's called the ideal ratios. However, what makes us attractive or unique or gives us characteristics that are unique to us and interesting 
Uh, those ratios can maybe be somewhat different, but if you look at the most attractive faces in the world, they often have these specific ratios and proportions. So what we've seen over the last few years in aesthetics is kind of oversized and overinflated just about everything. And it was, you know, new and exciting and all of this, lots of cowboys and stuff like that in, in, in those spaces. But now I think we're seeing that... It's funny, I was actually speaking with a, a plastic surgeon and dermatologist about this not too long ago, and they're also saying, you know, we're moving away from that, and thank goodness, because it's really distorting beauty, and I think there's something to be said for, like, pure beauty oh and yeah it's not just I mean, what we look like it's our energy yeah i just i just don't i just don't get it because it doesn't i don't find all that attractive at all the fake stuff like i'd rather just see somebody natural in her 50s looking or 60s healthy. or whatever looking healthy like totally. what the, what like who i i just don't understand where this is all coming from it feels like engineered or something weird. it's I mean, like a program my conspiracy mind goes into like who's like leading this <laughs> yeah. charge because it's not attractive i mean it's consumer attractive it's is consumer. It oh yeah, uh, the um, skin and rejuvenation world is highly commoditized now. Now we have the landscape of clinics getting bought by corporate conglomerates, right? So it's no longer the bottom line being the outcomes; it's the dollar. And I just published a paper in a UK journal. All my papers have kind of a specific theme of how can we provide optimal outcomes. And for this one, it is just, you know, focusing on skin health first and foremost, lifestyle modifications, doing things when we're feeling well and staying within the ideal ratios and not doing brand new things that could have unforeseen issues down the line. Trust me, I've, I've seen that's why I wrote my first paper. So I was so sick and tired of people, you know, putting fillers around their eyes and, you know, then it moves to the back of the orbit, blindness and you know, unusual swelling. Wow. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I was just sick and tired of it. So I'm all about, you know, doing what I can to disrupt the industry a little bit uh, and promote optimal outcomes. But it's what you're talking about. This is this is deeply rooted in commoditization of the skin and beauty industry, which is like a trillion dollar industry, multi-trillion, I'm sure. Right? Imagine all these people buying these skincare products that are promising the world, but Little do they know that, oh, that skincare product got bought by this company that's owned by this company that's right. owned by this company that yeah. owns everything else. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a lot about consumerism. It's how can people keep spending money? You have all these young girls that can't afford this stuff, and yet they're spending all their money on trying to look a certain way because their social media is conditioning to think that, conditioning them to think that that's what's beautiful. It's really wow. sad, actually. Wow, yeah. I, it's a challenge for young girls growing up right now. So Delete Instagram. Uh, I deleted it in March. It was the best thing I ever did. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we we use it for the show. I mean, I Darren's on Facebook a little bit. We don't, we usually just on social media for the show only. I don't really have personal accounts in anything. So I posted I some do. memes today that might get me kicked off Facebook. Oh, jeez, we'll you just gotta yeah. <laughs> Darren's just treading that line. 
I mean, Anything I do, that's good for you gets canceled these days. Yeah. I do love how you mentioned, like when I asked you about the biohacking, you really kept it to like, start like simple, like the cleansing and the, and your food and or your water oh, yeah. and your light and all that. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's really interesting just to get back to the, the basics in a way. I do love my NAD supplements. One of my buddies, Casper Schultz makes one. And I made the mistake once of taking his NAD supplement before bed. I was up all night, but the next day, oh, did I crush a workout? That's for sure. <laughs> so you got to be careful with some of these things. And then you mentioned things like IVs. Uh, you can do all sorts of things. You can do IV drips. You can do um, laser modulation of the agents that are going in you, your blood. It's just crazy. Uh, red light therapies and you know, all these there's so much that you can do and get obsessed with and spend a lot of time and money on and just be obsessed with tracking this and the other thing. But if you're someone like my husband, he doesn't need to do any of this. I mean, sure, I got him to do some things when he's in bike camp and training so that he's recovering quickly and not getting injured. And he finally admitted that just maybe this stuff might have been giving him a few percentages of benefit because he competed some against somebody like eight years younger than him. So be skeptical, start with the basics, clean up your air, water, lighting, electromagnetics, do some quarterly, monthly cleansing and detoxing. Maybe you don't have to do the seven day fast. That's pretty hardcore. I don't think I could do that. What about that alkaline state? What about skincare stuff for men, like tricks and tricks for men? What's the maple syrup cleanse? I just drank maple syrup and uh, mustard. Cayenne. No, no, no. Cayenne and lemon. Oh, maple syrup and and mustard. That's a new one, Darren. I wonder. I just um, made that up. Yeah. If you maybe go for the mustard with the extra tartrazine. I don't know what that is. That could be helpful, maybe. (laughs) Probably not, though. (laughs) I don't mind cayenne pepper, though. Do I have to eat a lot of it? I have no idea. That just sounds like that's way too wild, many I think lemons. That's the, that's the, I think that's the wild rose cleanse, Darren. There's oh, that candida you, Darren. cleanse. There's that, is it? Is it? Look yeah. at you. Yeah. Is that, <laughs> that's the one our buddy Michael kept t- talking to us about. I think it's a candida, it's a candida cleanse, I think, right? I think it gets rid of candida. I'm not sure. Or maybe that's, I just like one. cleanses that get the job done. Yeah, right? yeah. You get the out, you get the outcome, you know, the things are done. Oh my gosh. When you're doing a proper cleanse, Let's just say that yeah, for a second. Yeah, yeah. When you're doing a proper cleanse, you're eliminating a lot of stuff you didn't know you had. And one in two of you listening have an active overgrowth of stuff that you didn't know you had. So if you're not eliminating them, you know, you could live with these things for you know, up to 30 years. But then you'll, you'll go to your practitioner and be like, well, you know, maybe I have this going on. They're like, well, that doesn't happen in North America. But we're all traveling internationally. Are you talking parasites and yeah. stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Can you talk about your experience with that? It was like a month plus of detoxification. And I had no gut issues, symptoms. You know, I'm a pretty healthy person. It's like, holy cow. I, You know, I live a pretty, like I said, I'm an outdoor enthusiast. I'm four by four once or twice a week. I'm barefoot doing cold plunges and you know, waterfall runoffs feels like waterboarding. That is a great way to figure out real quick how to regulate your autonomic nervous system. This is a very good skill to to learn. Um, This is actually done in uh, SAS and military testing and things like that. They throw you in these really uncomfortable environments and see how you do. So actually, if I am submersed in 
cold water. I was actually just in the ocean the other day for 10 minutes up to my jawline. You start to kind of like freak out. You're like, oh, I can't breathe. And then you kind of hyperventilate. You're like, this is really hard. But what you have to do is do that like loose moment and just be like, no, I can do this. Just breathe through it. Just calm down. I don't do the whole Wim Hof of like this, like super exciting breathing. I just calm down. And when you learn to master that, and then you have things creep up in your life that can be stressful, you're not going to be in that high beta cortisol dumping state, which is uh, very much going to age you. That's for sure. Do you guys do any cold therapy? Well, not as much as I should, considering, you know, one of my best friends is a Wim Hof instructor, but uh, I have switched to cold showers recently. Not we all do on, cold we do showers. On our trips. We do we do cold plunges on our trips. We usually have him doing those courses with us, and we do the ice baths and stuff. But not not at home. I used to do the cold showers at home and stuff. And I, there's a cold plunge in our gym uh, that I used to go to right? when I used to go to gyms. Once upon a time in a galaxy far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does that yeah, gym I mean, still fucking exist? Or that's great. <laughs> that stuff got mainstreamed very quickly, which I think is incredible incredible um but i don't have access i'm on like a little island here to wim hof instructors i have youtube and netflix and you know have the show and stuff like that but just like simple breathing if say you don't have time to invest in going to somewhere that has a cold plunge facility just do it in your shower it's great and then just like try and not hyperventilate See how you do. Especially <laughs> in Canada. You can do it in Canada. You, you know, my buddies in the States, they say All it's All year like, round in the ocean, we sure can. They say the water down in like the southern states. My buddy Bill's like, dude, you can't get that no, water you can't cold plunge. I was below in like when 20 I was... degrees. He's like, it's always room temperature. The water's always room temperature. Exactly. Here in the, the middle cold... of summer, it comes out of the tap pretty fucking cold. Yeah. Because it's all buried super deep. Florida, I, c- I couldn't get it cold enough. It would, it would, I had it cranked down to cold. I'm like, it's just lukewarm. Canada, we always have cold water in the tap. Cold We're built a little bit different here, differently here. So, oh. well, there's a lot of pussies running around too. So, mm. so uh, what about? I used uh, to think that too, and now I'm like, huh, I don't know now. <laughs> I love seeing alpha males. I don't know about you guys. I mean, I'm a lady over here, so when I spot an alpha male, they're like a. I usually run away. Themselves. I'm scared of them. No, I like alpha males. <laughs> Because you know what? They look like they got some healthy testosterone. And to me, that is attractive. See the little beard, little facial hair, nicely groomed, nice muscles, nice body composition, carrying themselves like a man. I mean, that is very attractive to me. I mean, my husband's a pro athlete. Like how I definitely love, I really like alpha really 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 like alpha men it's very attractive to me and it's really interesting what's um, been happening to men lately actually in the aesthetic space there's been this hyper feminization of male characteristics and i was in a clinic not too long ago and i, I saw the doctor it's soy um oh, so yeah yeah the soy is part of it for sure estrogen dominance uh, not the best look, but you know, poor guys these days, they don't know that everything they're consuming is messing with their hormones, right? They're in, they're highly acidic. They're not sleeping well. Their hormones are awry. It's actually chatting with, um, with a young man just this weekend. It was a family member's wedding. It's great. And he's asking me all these questions. Cause you know, he, he 
got a glimpse of what I what I do. And he's like, yeah, I'm on HRT. And this guy's in his early 30s. Like, well, maybe try and get to some of the other root causes, right? Like liver flukes can uh, being toxic with your liver. Your liver helps to detox. Your liver helps you metabolize your hormones. So we forget about the little liver here. And sometimes some of us like alcohol more than others. And, you know, that's fine. It's just why, why are you drinking it? And could you be consuming superfoods that are just as tasty instead in a, a mocktail format? But when you were asking me, uh, when you were asking me about Graham, the skin basics, it's kind of like the biohacking basics. It's not complicated. It's cleansing the skin morning and night moisturizing the skin morning and night, sun protection every day, exfoliating the skin a couple times a week, maybe doing an overnight mask, you know, a cream type of mask to the face and neck, a couple of times a week before trying to add in all these other things like antioxidant serums and retinols and all these things. You just got to focus on your basics, cleanser, moisturizer, sunscreen, scrub, then add the fluff, right? And a lot of my male clients, I work with male clients across the globe with various different backgrounds, and I have to meet them where they're at. Because a lot of gents have never had anybody walk them through how to care for their, their skin. And number one thing that they say is, no, no one's ever shown me this, and I'm really nervous to go into a clinic and drive there, sit in the waiting room. It's great. I can connect with you, and you can tell me what to do and where to go and all sorts of stuff. And like, over email, give that support. And that's what I do. I love working with guy clients because I really feel for the gents because you never get taught this stuff. And what, what the guys get taught are to use toxic products, which is really too bad that our hormone disruptors and then are contributing to this whole estrogen dominance thing as well. So keep it basic with your biohacking, keep it basic with your skincare and then add the, the more advanced layers. I like it. I remember, I remember I was, I was getting shit from some gay friends many years ago. Cause like I would just use regular soap and like, I'm just, a Oh, like the guy. bar like, soap in your shower. That's yeah, 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 yeah. stuff on it. Yeah. And they're like, the oh, you, there's a facial too? cleanser and all this stuff. I'm like, what, why would you, why would I use something different for my face? Okay. This Pretty is funny. a funny thing. Don't, if we are taking a bath, Lots of guys like that. So I mean, let's just be honest. Well, I take here. them all the time. Yeah. yeah, perfect. Throw in, you know, two cups I got of the salts. salts. And, yeah, I got the yeah. salts and one cup my of oils baking soda. And, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Throw in the oil to counteract the dryness of the salts. You emerge from the tub like a god or a goddess. It's amazing. Um, that's like stacking certain things. Then you can do your dermal rolling in the bathtub too. You can get some red light therapy going. It's like Chandler from Friends, but. Just more don't for... drop the red light in the no, bathtub. Yeah, I got that's how I'll find crap. I, I, <laughs> I never really put that together to put the red light. It'll in the be bath. fucking deep fried. It'll be deep fried. I know, I know. But, I got, but the germ, is that a special? Do you need a special spiky dermal roller, or what is that? Or is it just one of those crystal rollers I can use? Like this? Have, oh, that is such a great question. Look at you. Look at you, Graham. You you know the difference. Oh, I was well, a metrosexual in the late nineties. I mean, early two thousand. Oh, did, did you have that, that hairstyle that was like the? Was? No, too. no, I didn't have I that. like how you passed that. Before, I, before, no, I, I wasn't like, no, I wasn't like that. 
All right, let me break down the difference. What do they call between... a metrosexual in 2022, girl? It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not the same. <laughs> that was before identity politics. It's not, politics not a beta cock. No. <laughs> okay, just checking. <laughs> All right. I mean, me... I'm half convinced that the betas ran the whole thing just because they were sick of the alpha thing. So this whole setup is oh, just fucking beta camp. That's why we're stuck here in this fucked up society. I don't know. I, I got a lot of alpha men in my world. Oh, yeah. There's a lot running around. But as long as we don't get too carried away, then they'll send us off to the camps. <laughs> yeah. You just can't be too far on the spectrum. You got you to gotta be good, right? So speaking of good skincare practices, oh, this is funny, Graham. You asked this because like, I actually get asked this all the time. What's the difference between, you know, this roller I see on Instagram that's like, you know, this pretty shiny green jade thing that some child in the Orient probably put together for you. You have to think about this stuff. It's like the things that you're buying online. Who's making it? Where is it coming from? You have to be very conscious when you're purchasing things. Are they just going to go into the drawer where products go to die? That is very real possibility. So what these jade rollers do, or say, for example, right here, gua sha tool, if you don't have a, this is great for our athletic recovery to just like scrape in there, the fashion tendons and all that stuff. I do that to my husband all the time with one of my pineapple body oils that I'll also throw in my bathtub. He loves me so much. You do not need one of these tools. You can actually use a. Isn't that a comb? Does that, does that double as a comb too? I think it could double as like a knife and all sorts of things. Oh, it looks like it has teeth of a comb. It does, there. yeah. Oh, okay. You don't actually need to buy a fancy gadget like that. You can just use one of those like oriental white ceramic soup spoons. You basically just need something that has sort of like a rounded, firm edge to it. And you can actually use this and literally scrape your entire body. It'll help to smooth out your fascia. It's great for lymphatic drainage. Your fascia. What's this? Yeah, your So I'm just like, fascia. so I'm not just so I'm like massaging myself with the spoon, like pressing pretty it. hard. It probably won't feel very good. And you might get some bruising. Just be forewarned. The more you need it, the more it will, will actually hurt. Uh, very interesting. Um, but the thing with the face, Graham and Darren, and all of you guys listening here is that, remember that machine that I mentioned that actually can measure the light coming off your fingertips? I'm a huge fan of actually using what you got your fingertips that actually emit energy and every time i wash my face i actually do a type of lymphatic drainage or wash off you will just with my face with my fingers then i put my moisturizer on kind of do the same thing do my eye cream i get some lymph drainage around the eyes to move excess fluid and in my sunscreen and no it takes me a whole three minutes and you just do that consistently. And it, it does make a big difference because, and it's important to do because we have so many lymph nodes on the side of our faces, under our jawline, in our neck. And it's also good to assess those lymph nodes and see if anything's sore. That's where they check if you're sick when I was a kid. The doctor used yes. to always pull under there, see if I was faking. You should do it yourself too. And you want to open up your thoracic nodes too before you do that. So just gently pressing. Let's all our thoracic lymph nodes right above our clavicle now. What's the clavicle? Is that the collarbone? Yeah, exactly. Collarbone. You just press on that. And what it does is it squishes the little lymph nodes to squish out any stagnant lymph. And then uh, basically new lymph carrying micronutrients is going to come in and those toxins are going to get flushed out. Just really simple daily practices um, can be helpful. So that's what the jade rollers do. So you should do that daily? 
Yeah, morning and night. It'll take you just a few few minutes. Your whole, just, help. just your face, though, not your whole body. Yeah, this this is actually a great question, Darren. Um, our face doesn't have a ton of skeletal muscle on it, so these lymph nodes don't get a lot of movement. But on the body, like your legs, your arms, we're moving. We got big muscle groups that are contracting the lymph nodes. We don't really need to worry about those quite as much. Uh, but those are very different than what's called a dermal roller or microneedling. Now, this is a great way to go sideways real quick, especially if you love looking at all of this subpar free information that's available online with lots of very poor technique that you can easily find for free. Uh, this is why I don't have anywhere online a dermal rolling demo. In fact, a couple of years ago, um, a number of my colleagues, we actually decided to pull all of our treatment videos offline because of the issue with DIY stuff. And people trying to do their own rejuvenation because they saw someone on YouTube do it. And uh, then they'd bring up a clinic and say, hey, I'm having an issue. And they say, well, what did you put in your face? What did, what did you do? Oh, I saw this YouTuber do it. So, no, not doing that. But I show my one-on-one -on -one clients, my those that take my skin camp. I actually have a couple guys in my skin camp right now and show you how to dermal roll. But basically what it is, it, it is, it is a lawn aerator for the face. Let's see that again. It's it's a little barrel. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's kind of what I thought. It'd be a little With spiky tiny thing. needles yeah, on yeah. it. Yeah. And you're going to roll that over your face? Over your whole face in very specific ways. Uh, basically, what we're wanting to do is create little channels of injury on the skin so that different peptide serums, antioxidants, copper peptides, hyaluronic acid, retinol, glutathione, vitamin meat complex, all sorts of good things can not only be applied topically, but also transdermally, about 100 to 1,000 times deeper. So this is why you have to be really careful with making sure the skin is clean. You're using a roller, say, through from a company that's been making them since the 90s, not from the Orient. Uh, that's like a 10-20 use. That's like a two-year item here. And then using the right products afterwards to basically be absorbed transdermally. And the whole point of rolling is to stimulate your fibroblasts to get more elastin and collagen happening. And my male clients love dermal rolling. My husband loves dermal rolling because he gets cuts on his eyebrows, right? Being in fight sports. So he has, you know, 50 stitches. And he actually has pretty good skin because he does roll over the scars. Great, uh, great at home, very discreet option, very affordable too. Awesome. Wow. I mean, I kind of have a question. Uh, I don't You don't have to answer this if you don't want, but... The biohacking community, like uh, with this COVID stuff going on, I mean, and we don't have to get too deep into it because we're uh, running you know, running on time here, but um, I'm fine. Um, I'm you know, fun. I noticed all these communities were split, you know, with, oh, yeah. I mean, even like the UFO community, a lot of the spiritual communities, yoga communities, communities I thought that would have banded together and sort of pushed back on some of these crazy mandates and stuff. And the biohacking community, and I noticed most of them, I was pretty happy that it's like, hey, oh, good, we have these people that are sort of following the real science a lot of times kind of on board with, uh, you know, pushing back a little bit. Did you, did you notice anything in, in that community or were you were happy with the response from your sort of community on that? Or I was actually really pleased with my tribe. Awesome. Yeah. I've been in part of a good tribe for a long time. First time I sat in a room of 400, 400 other people that are on a mission to help others live best their best lives possible um 
that's where I felt I never felt that before. I've never felt that sense of community. And I mean, as a researcher myself, I love to look at data. And I think that when we're thinking about things like skin rejuvenation, skin care, even supplements, uh, I work with supplements that have uh, two companies I've worked with, very particular who I work with, over 15 years of third-party independent lab testing for one of them. And the other one's over 35. So that's what I like. I like to go with products that have been around for quite a while. That makes me feel assured that, you know, it's gone through the gamut of third-party independent lab testing, which I think I think is a very good thing. Because if you're not independent lab testing things, we've seen this with hair, skin, nails, uh, supplements that were shouted from the mountaintops by the biggest influencers online, you know, take this very colorful gummy and you know, have great hair when all these ladies have hair extensions. Let's just be real. <laughs> and then a third party independent lab tested it. And they actually found that uh, on the bottle, it said to take two of these. And they found that in two of them, it actually tested for over the daily allowable limit for lead, but it wasn't listed on the ingredients list. So I like third party independent lab testing. Love my tribe. And I think it's it's great to be able to have conversations with different people and see where they're at. And yeah, it's, it's been an interesting time. That's for sure. Do you think we're going to get some, uh, do you think, you think things are going to roll back around this fall at all? Or, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we're both in Canada where I, I hear, I hear sort of murmurs already about uh, mandates coming back, changing status of vaccinated people, this kind of stuff. Do you think that's coming back or? I have, I What's feel your like, sense? I feel like this is a movie <laughs> and I feel like um, you're constantly getting primed for something. Yeah. And I just like, I can't help but notice the overlap with this stuff, with the skin and rejuvenation world and, you know, the commoditization of things. It's you really right. just have to think for yourself, you know, what's right for you. You got to weigh all the, all the things and really lean into what feels right for you. So do I think it's going to go back to things this fall? Um, I would like to see some data. (laughs) And I would like to be able to make decisions that are backed by that, that are reasonable. Um, Do I think so? I, I think it comes down to how... People respond. Yeah, I was just going to say that, how the public responds. That's what scares me about about Canada. People are talking tough right now, but when it comes time again, um, when the media tells you to to do this or that, I'm afraid that too many people are going to go back to the fear mode again. I just started living my best life over here. <laughs> Sound like Darren, the noise. That's what Darren said. Oh, really? Is that what Darren says to you, living your best life? Yeah, I just, I don't have time for all the bullshit i just don't have time to get caught up in it or worry about it or worry about what's coming down the pike or if it does come down the pike you know i'll deal with it then okay can we talk about one thing for a hot second that i think is coming down the pipeline sure biohacking wearables health wearables for the mainstream and the implications of this 
So, you know how I mentioned at the, I love to predict things, you know, I'm clearly not always right, but sometimes I am. (laughs) Sometimes that's like a very reasonable statement to say I'm not always right, but sometimes I am. Um, I was actually listening to this seminar and I love looking at what's happening in the intelligence communities. And this guy was a consultant for an intelligence agency and uh, he was hired as a consultant and he was asked, okay, what are some of the threats we need to think about in the next 10 years? And he said, well, I can't do a 10 year analysis. Let's do a five year analysis at this point. And I saw this video uh, a couple of months ago. And it was recorded five years ago. And this guy said, at this point, the French have the capability to brain train humans during, no, brain train animals during their sleep. So they'd done some mice studies. And obviously, you'll have to fact check this. But, like, I know this video. I'd have to dig to find it. I think I found it on Telegram or something. And five years ago, the French had the ability to brain train mice's brains while they slept. So... These mice would go through a maze and then they'd have this type of frequency or whatever feedback on their brain. And then they would, when they woke, forgot how to do the maze. So this is like men in black situation in case you're reading between the lines here, right? Boom, mind wipe. So five years later, there has now been a French biohacking wearable company. coming. So you just can't help but wonder what's going on there is there a correlation right always be a skeptic but one of my predictions for the future and i don't think it's going to be too far from now are all these people wearing these health trackers and then they're going to see different now this is just obviously my opinion uh in my kind of postulation that they're going to look on their phone and they're gonna say oh this is low or oh this is elevated and then boom they're going to have a product presented to them to buy, to fix that. I think we are going to see a further commoditization of these health wearables and then the consumption of products to go along with that. Wow. Yeah, Amazon Amazon just came out with their white label product. I was on um, Healthline looking up parasites and stuff like that. And then there's this ad for a turmeric product. And then it's okay, that's interesting. So I click on that and, oh, Amazon has a white label product now. Okay, that's interesting. Go and click on that. And uh, they do their own testing. They don't do any third, they don't have to do any third party independent lab tests. They do their own testing. So it's got to be okay. Right. So always be worried and concerned and skeptic of these new things that are coming out. You know, if we've learned anything, it's what has really stood the test of time. A lot of these different functional options and, you know, ancient type of options. And our biology hasn't really changed much. Well, hopefully not. But our (laughs) environments have. So this is why I think we're seeing a subset of humans that are doing really well. And Darren... As you mentioned, you're already doing a bunch of things, right? And I think our brains are going to be working differently than others. So I think that that's something to think about is that those of us that are doing the work to really care for ourselves and purify our air, water, lighting, electromagnetics, doing cleansing, have body, mind, spirit, energy practices, we are going to fare very well no matter the rhythm or the cycle 
or, you know, the latest theatrics that are being shown to us. So I think it's important to stay grounded in whatever happens. There's always going to be things in case you haven't noticed. It's like this lens. This is important. Then this is important. Then this is important. There's always going to be something that's important, but never in human civilization have we been so connected. And I honestly don't think that our brains and our psyche can actually deal with that. So we're just seeing overwhelming brain fatigue. Um, you know, it kind of makes me wonder about all these things that we're seeing, like the long stuff, right? What's going on there? Yeah, that's really well put. I love the way you put that. Yeah, I agree. Where can our listeners track you down your stuff, Rachel? Yeah, so I'm on the Rachel Varga podcast. I also co-host the Beauty and the Biohacker podcast with my super nerdy biohacking co-host friend, Katie Moore. She's cool. So I got those two shows. So that's the best way to hang out with me. I'm not on Instagram because I really don't actually like that platform. And what some things that I, it's shown me that, that really kind of actually um, disturbed me. <laughs> and email me, email me info at rachelvarga.ca. I'd love to hear from you. Email is the best way to reach out to me and hang out on the show. About 25% of the listeners on the shows are the gents. Um, a lot of Americans, just a lot of like-minded people that are willing to do the work to be their most high vibe, radiant versions. And honestly, I think all of this stuff, like being resilient and not just being persuaded into this, that, the other thing, but taking a moment, okay, is this in my highest good? Is it in the highest good of humanity? These are questions to ask yourself whenever you're doing things or making content and stuff like that. And, and, yeah, I'd love to connect with you. This is a really fun conversation, Darren and Graham. Thanks. This has been great. Yeah, really appreciate it. Yeah. yeah thanks for coming on the show, Rachel. We'll have to do this again down the road. Yeah, definitely. And uh, if you notice any tech pop up that looks like some type of health tracker or anything that I've mentioned um, pop up in your awareness, uh, email me. Let me know. Because I'm only good as, you know, my network with what's going on and how we can prepare and stay grounded, centered, balanced, and aligned in amidst the chaos that is designed to keep us apart. But really, let's just come together. Humans, we're meant to hang out. We're meant to interact. We're meant to love each other and live our best lives, right? Right on. That's Thanks. right. Yeah, we'll put all your links in the show notes and stuff, and we'll keep in touch. Thanks, Thanks Rachel. Awesome. Have a good Thanks. night. Thank you. Yeah. You too. And that was a chat with Rachel Varga. What'd you think, buddy? Wow. uh, Yeah, that was fantastic. What did you think? That was good. I mean, I'm not a real skin guy, but, uh, you know, I could probably do something. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's so much more than skin, you know? It's all the same stuff. Big thanks to Rachel for coming on the show. Big thanks to you guys for listening. Even bigger thanks. If you're one of the one percenters that choose to go to gramerica.ca slash support, sign up for a monthly or make a one-time donation or however you want to support our value that we're providing to you guys free 570 some episodes 560 some episodes all out there for free all back catalog all free edward america outlaw.ca if you want to check out our other podcast contact at the cabin.com for events contact our grammarica.ca slash chats for the chats adultbrain.ca for the audio book for the audio books i think that's about it thanks for listening and we will see you next week